Hello, hello, this is Jonathan and you're listening to the Johnny Talks Podcast, the place where we help you achieve your financial goals. Hola amigos, hope you're having a great day wherever you are. And if you're a new listener to the show, special warm welcome to you. I really appreciate you tuning into the show. And if you're a returning listener, welcome back. I appreciate it even more. In today's episode, we will speak to my friend Valerie from the Wellness and Wanderlust podcast. Money is an essential pillar in your life and the main focus of the blog and this podcast. Of course, as I always like to point out on social media, health before wealth. Always. It is important to be in a good place physically, mentally, and even spiritually if that applies to you as well. Otherwise, without that solid foundation first, you can earn as much as you want, you will never reach a place of happiness or of well-being. And this well-being and mental health is something we will talk about today with Valerie. She will share great tips on how to incorporate wellness into your busy life, why it is important in these uncertain times, and as well, how that ties in with your finances. We are on the Johnny Talks podcast, after all. <laughs> this episode is for you if you want to incorporate more wellness into your life, but cannot seem to find a time in your busy, stressful, everyday life. So without further ado, let's hear the interview. Hello, Valerie. How are you doing today? Hi, I'm doing wonderful. How are you? Yes, I'm doing fine. It's uh, after work for me. I'm uh, feeling good. I'm uh, happy to speak to you. And... Um, yeah, I'm excited to speak to, to you today because we, are, we will talk about wellness and finances. So it's not something we are generally talking about, but I'd like to, to link uh, several topics to money, like minimalism, wellness, money mindset. I mean, money mindset is kind of logic, but I like to, to bring many topics and link them to money. So I'm excited to speak to you about wellness, mental health and finances. So how all of that blends together and how we can lead better lives uh, by integrating some of your tips, some of the things we, you will tell us today. So um, yeah, Valerie, before we, we head on into the topic, maybe you can give us a little, a little introduction of yourself. Absolutely. And I definitely, between my professional and personal lives, I see the areas of wellness and and finances certainly overlap in quite a few ways. And so I, by day, am a community relations and public relations professional for a credit union based in Central Florida. And when I'm not working, I manage a blog and podcast called Wellness and Wanderlust, where we focus on making small changes and small shifts in our lives to create huge changes in our overall wellness, both physically and mentally. And so I'm really excited to chat with you today and to kind of marry those two topics from my personal and professional life. Yeah, very good. And I listen to your podcast. It's great. And you have a very relaxed tone. And it's what I really like before we head on is really the bite-sized approach that you have to integrate wellness into, I mean, the people's lives. And this is what you talk about on your website. So, sorry, on your podcast. So it's really, it makes it well, digestible. It makes it easier and less overwhelming. So let's dive into the topic with uh, mental health and wellness. So well, my first question is, you know, when I hear wellness for myself, I see a, a hotel spa with a sauna and a basket of fruits. This is wellness in my head. And then mental health, 
to me, it's like, okay, what is that exactly? How is, is it the same or am I mixing things up here? Can you maybe share uh, your definition of those two words, so wellness and mental health? Absolutely. And I'm so glad you brought that up too, because I really do think it, wellness and mental health, especially really do differ by person. It looks different for all of us, mm -hmm. what each of us prioritizes in our lives. To me, I think it really means living your best life and your best life is going to look different than my best life. And pretty much every single listener um, tuning in today, we all have different priorities. We have different dreams. We have, you know, different, you know, different things that we're working toward in our lives. And so I think living in alignment with, um, you know, with our morals and being able to do the things that we really love, I think that's wellness to me mm -hmm. and kind of integrating physical body and your mental wellness and spiritual wellness for many of us as well. And um, you know, being able to include all three, because I don't think wellness is one size fits all. I do think that, you know, you could be running a marathon every single day, but <laughs> if you're not focusing on that mental health and what's making you happy and what you're grateful for and taking that time to slow down as well, then you're not all the way there. You're still You know, there's a there's a lot that we can be working on every single day. And again, it looks different for all of us. And what mm -hmm. may work for me may not work for you. But I'm hoping today to be able to share quite a few ways that we can overall improve that wellness, you know, depending on everybody's um, preferences and what works best for them. I think wellness is kind of integrating all three, that mental, physical, and spiritual. But I do think mental health plays a huge role in that. And it's something we often don't think about. I think a lot of times, you know, as I said, with wellness, a, a lot of times we are thinking about our fitness and we are thinking about food. And both of those are really important. And, you know, you certainly want to be feeding your body with what nourishes you. But if you aren't nourishing your mind and if you aren't taking the time to relax and do the things that you really enjoy, then, um, you know, then you are neglecting a certain area of that. So I think it really is kind of integrating all three of those. Okay, very, very good and very clear, Valerie. So thank you. And then, of course, you talk with a lot of people on your podcast about wellness. Uh, are there certain topics that are coming often uh, back, uh, for example, things that you notice that, yeah, this is an area where people struggle with, um, with mental health issues or uh, where they can improve wellness. For example, I mean, there's an episode on minimalism, so the, it's all about mm -hmm. reducing clutter, living a more simple life or living an eco-friendly life. Some struggle with, um, with other issues. Uh, so, so do you have a few... Yeah, common topics that, that that often come on your show? Yeah, absolutely. I think that right now with the pandemic, I think isolation and loneliness can mm -hmm. be um, really big struggles that we're all facing, myself included, with living on your own or, um, you know, being socially distant from our friends and relatives. A lot of times we don't think about how our social lives play into our overall wellness. And, you know, throughout the pandemic, I in particular, as an introvert, Um, you know, I don't mind spending that time to myself, but I do have to keep in mind that, you know, making sure I still connect with my friends and family in some way, even if it's not in person, that really does 
play a huge role in how I am feeling physically and mentally. Um, but that is a huge struggle that we've seen among listeners. I actually polled people not too long ago and somebody had suggested the topic of making friends as an adult because they felt that they had lost so many friends during the pandemic. And when I shared, yeah. And when I shared that among listeners, there were so many who completely agreed with that. But I think, um, I think that isolation and loneliness, I think also getting through difficult times, um, and then meditation and mindfulness is a big one. I think that those are buzzwords that we hear quite a bit, yeah. <laughs> but it can be very difficult to know where to start. Um, I come from a background, my, my dad was meditating when I was young and, um, everybody has a different approach to it. There are so many different modalities that you can follow and it can be really difficult when, you know, you try out a meditation, it doesn't work for you. Maybe you fall asleep in the middle of it and we say, okay, I I'm done with that. I'm moving on to the next. It was just a really good way to help me fall asleep. But a lot of people now are finding they need a way to slow down their thoughts. I think the anxiety of really not knowing what's next in mm-hmm. a time that's so unprecedented and, you know, as as a finance podcast as well, I'm sure you've seen a lot of people are struggling with the uncertainty with, um, you know, with their careers and with their finances. Yes, and, absolutely. Yeah. You know, and. So, you know, that's and and actually I was reading a statistic recently. I want to say 72 percent of Americans have been feeling stressed about money, at least some of the time throughout this pandemic. Um, But there is so much uncertainty in our lives these days. And so I think that meditation and mindfulness and finding ways to slow down the thoughts, um, those have been really, really popular. And then I would say overall consistency as far as healthy eating and exercise. Those are things that I think we all like to make the big changes on January 1st, but when it comes to maybe February 1st or, you know, even, even in April, are, are you still, you know, checking in with yourself? Are you still following those goals? And so I'm really trying to still incorporate a lot of that into the year and, um, kind of having those check-ins and talking about habit formation and really how can we be more consistent. So I am not particularly expert in that, but talking to other experts who are to really to really serve the the listeners. But I think consistency is a huge one. And then again, this, you know, struggling through times of uncertainty and figuring out how we can feel more connected and how we can slow down our thoughts and really, you know, get through get through these times. Yeah. Mm -hmm, Indeed. Uh, And Valerie, one thing uh, with you is that in your uh, introduction episode, you you mentioned um, on your podcast, you mentioned, yes, before I was also looking at other blogs and uh, podcasts, but I found that the the advice or the tips did not apply to me. So I want to make it more accessible for people. So what, why was the, let's say the general information or, or whatever sources you were looking at, not applicable to you and how are you integrating let's say some of a habit forming or some tips to reduce uh, anxiety or to um, I don't know to improve your life in general how do you incorporate that in your life Absolutely. Well, to give a little bit of background, when mm-hmm. I, um, I I started blogging back in my undergraduate years, getting my bachelor's degree at my university, and the blog originally started as a college advice blog. So I had been blogging during that time. And so over the past 10 or 11 years now, the time really flies. But um, when I was in graduate school a few years later, I was finding that my health was really suffering. I do have an autoimmune disorder. And I noticed, you know, between juggling school 
and full-time job, I was gaining weight. I was irritable all of the time. I was not handling stress very well when stressful situations did come up and, and they will for everybody, no matter how healthy you are, no matter how well adjusted you are. I was not really responding to them very well. I was, you know, it, it hurts your relationships and it just hurts your overall health. And I knew that I needed to make some changes. And when I was looking around, I, I really, as, as you mentioned, I felt that the advice that was out there while it was helpful, it often didn't really serve me because um, I think a lot of times in the wellness space, you have these influencers who have been able to, you know, they they were facing a stressful situation. So they were able to quit their job, maybe move to Bali for a couple of months, <laughs> go on a spiritual retreat and, you know, try out every single wellness modality. And maybe they live a lifestyle where, you know, by 8 a.m. they are able to make a delicious acai bowl, exercise for several hours, <laughs> do their gratitude journal. <laughs> and as much as I thought that there were pieces of each of those that were very helpful, mm -hmm. I knew as a working professional nine to five who enjoyed my nine to five that this wasn't going to work for me. And especially when there just felt like there were not enough hours in the day. So how could I create the hours in the day? And I think for you me, should wake up I, at 4.30 a.m., <laughs> Valerie. That's it, huh? <laughs> and, you know, it's something that I, I say it every time when I listen to these podcasts. I think, man, I really need, I do need to wake up a little bit earlier so I can incorporate every single little thing. And I think, unfortunately, you know, there just are never going to be enough hours in the day for us. So kind of figuring out what modalities are going to serve us. I'm not going to be perfect when it comes to exercise and meditation and everything else every single day. Mm -hmm. But if I can bring the best of myself to each day, and I think a lot of us bring that all or nothing mindset to the table when it comes to our overall wellness and when it comes to our careers and when it comes to really all of our goals in life. And that is something I am a hundred percent guilty of and that I'm working on each and every day. But I was finding that if I could make a small change here and there, I think a lot of times it was going to stick a lot better and it was going to fit into my lifestyle long term. And so that was something I really wanted to bring to my readers. And then eventually when I transitioned to podcasting in September, I wanted to bring that to listeners as well and bring on experts who could speak to some of those things. And so everybody maybe has a different way that they're able to slow down their thoughts. And so as I talked about with meditation and mindfulness, for me, that means a lot of times using a, an app such as Insight Timer, which is a free app. I really love it. And I'm able to search by amount of time that I want to meditate. Sometimes there is a subject if I want to focus on gratitude, if I want to focus on self-compassion. Um, there's even a type of meditation called Yoga Nidra, which is a, a yoga for sleep. You're really not doing any yoga poses, but it's a guided meditation that will help you fall asleep when your mind is racing. And, you know, focusing on something like that for me is something that doesn't take that much time out of my day, but has really, really helped me to kind of clear my mind and get through the difficult times. There are breathing techniques that have really helped me to slow down my thoughts as well. If I've been anxious in a particular situation, um, back in the days when we used to go in public and I would maybe get a little claustrophobic on black Friday. Um, I, uh, my parents live very close to a very touristy mall down in South Florida where we 
mistakenly spent a Black Friday. And when I found myself to be claustrophobic, I was able to practice a type of breathing technique that I had learned where this took no time out of my day. And um, so it's something I really like to suggest to people called four, five, six breathing, where you inhale for four seconds, you hold your breath for five seconds, and you exhale for six seconds. You do it as many times as you feel that you need to, but the science behind it is that when we exhale longer than we inhale, that slows down that, you know, that fight or flight response and it allows us to kind of regulate a little bit more. And so finding small things like that that serve us in such a great way and it really takes no time out of your day other than thinking to do it. And so to be able to share those small shifts like that and then some of the wackier um, areas of wellness as well. Um, I think that for, you know, many of those wellness influencers may live in a large city where there are offerings of all these different types of, you know, modalities. But if you live in a small town or if you don't live, you know, maybe in Los Angeles, you may not know about or have access to some of these, you know, types of healing. And so to learn about those and to be able to share those. And so one example of that would be a type of meditation called sound bath meditation, where you're tuning into certain sounds. Um, the thought is that, you know, you can close your eyes. Um, and, you know, that's a sense where you can, you know, you close your eyes, you can't see anything, but you can never really close your ears. Even when you go to sleep, mm -hmm. you still have stimuli coming in and out. And so these sound bath meditations where you're focusing on specific sounds and, you know, maybe they put your mind in a certain, you know, your brain waves, maybe they don't, but still exposing people to those topics and seeing, you know, does this work for this person or does it not? And if I can help people in that way and expose them to new topics and new modalities, then I am all for it. And, you know, especially because so many of them are really small changes that we can make. No, I like the idea of uh, small changes, and um, I like the example of uh, the the breathing exercise. Okay, I'm not into yoga and all these things, but yeah, yeah it can really help uh, in those situations. And uh, yeah, I've been doing it myself. You know, you have I think I've done I've done it at work. Sometimes I was feeling nervous because just because of the overwhelm of activities, mm -hmm. and then you 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 stop. You I just went outside. It was a long time ago. And I, okay, I was like, okay, I need to go, go out, out of the building, breathe, do like five times, like really take uh, long times and then you really can feel it. So no, it's really, it's really good advice. And I really felt my shoulders going down Yes. and, and then I went back in it. It, it was okay, but you know, I, I needed this break kind of because all the energy or the nervousness uh, accumulated. So I like that you can uh, integrate those kind of wellness tips into your life because then you don't need to uh, <laughs> wake mm -hmm. up at 5 a.m. and uh, I don't know, do what? Uh, drink your matcha tea for one hour and yeah. uh, meditate for three hours. Uh, nobody has time for that. I mean, normal people don't. Uh, you can do partially. And, and then, of course, we talked about, okay, meditation. But uh, what about uh, other aspects? For example, maybe be grateful. Uh, this is something I do in the form of a prayer as a Christian myself. But Is this uh, something that you also do, a gratefulness? You, you mentioned it. Yes, I'm so glad that you brought up gratitude. I do yeah, keep gratitude, a gratitude. Yeah. 
<laughs> yeah, I do keep a gratitude journal now. Um, all of the personal finance people listening to this are going to cringe when I say I paid $4 for a gratitude app several years ago, but I do use it. And oh my goodness, now I'm forgetting the name of the app, but there are apps out there. You can also just keep a journal, but really all that I do, oh, it's called five minute journal. And mm -hmm. All that it really is, you're writing down, you know, a few intentions for the day at the beginning of the day. And at the end of the day, you write about, you know, what are three things that you're grateful for? And science has shown that when we are practicing gratitude, we are not, you know, we are not able to have that stress response, at least in that moment. And I think it is so important for us to be focused on the on what we're grateful for, especially in times like right now where it can be difficult. You know, you're seeing the same four walls a lot of the time and it may feel with the pandemic that there's no end in sight. I think practicing that gratitude is huge. And so that is definitely a big part of my practice. And something else that you mentioned too, which I think is really great for your overall wellness and can also help physically as well. You mentioned getting outside when you were practicing those breathing techniques. And I think the outdoors, there is something so therapeutic about being within nature. Um, even if you walk out into a parking lot, you know, that still you are getting that sunlight. Just as a little anecdote, one of my doctors actually told me that she found it to be more beneficial if I spent, you know, if I was up early in the morning, she said it would be more beneficial for me to take a walk around my neighborhood as the sun was rising mm -hmm. than to put that same amount of time into a hardcore workout at the gym because it does align your circadian rhythms and, you know, getting up with the sun, it's going to help you sleep. It's going to, you know, just help those natural rhythms throughout the day. And so there really is something so therapeutic about sunlight. And I'm very fortunate to be in the state of Florida, the sunshine state. <laughs> um, and a lot of times when people do ask me if I would move that, um, you know, that would be a big deterrent for me in the winter time. But um, you know, getting outside when we can, and you can incorporate exercise into that. And I really do try to. And so something I also recommend is for those who do like to spend that time out in nature, and maybe you are looking to incorporate a little bit more physical activity is to try hiking. And there is an app out there. It's free to use called all trails and you can type in your location and it will show you trails in the area where you can go hiking. You can sort whether it's, you know, child friendly, if you want to bring your family, um, you know, finding out if it's paved, you know, are you going to be able to bike? Is it considered easy, medium or difficult? How long is the trail? And you can look at reviews from other people who have, you know, walked along there to see, you know, you might see animals on that trail or, um, you know, finding out some of the parking information for when you get there, but some of the logistics. And I have absolutely loved that. Now it is getting a little bit unbearably hot here. So I'm having to go earlier and earlier, but I do think getting outside in nature, it is free and it is so therapeutic and we're meant to be outside too. We spend so much time indoors, but you know, not getting that sunlight as I said, that's not good for your health. And so it's something that is free to do and it will have a huge impact. So
so, um, you know, for me personally working from home, it has been a little bit more having to force myself outside. You know, mm-hmm. you can definitely get stuck in your work and you don't have those same anchors in the day that you might being in an office where you might leave at certain points to take your break or go to lunch. So even for me living in an apartment complex, I might take the long route over to the mailbox um, so that it's maybe a 10 minute walk in the middle of the day rather than, you know, a quick you know, two minutes or something like that. Mm -hmm. But getting that time outside, I think it resets us and it will help you sleep at night as well, which sleep plays such a huge role in our overall health. Yes, indeed. And Mm -hmm. uh, uh, a tip I can share um, for those who follow on Instagram. I mean, I've published it uh, several times in a story, but since the pandemic hit and uh, what I've done, it's to take a walk almost daily. It's uh, okay. I live um, close to a kind of forest. So it's a passage where there's some trees. It's not really a full forest, but it's, um, yeah, it's foresty, let's say. And uh, okay, so I walk there for about, I think it's about 30, 35 minutes, but I do it every day. So that's the thing. So, and it, it's a break. So what I've done is when I'm working uh, from home, when I'm done with the day, I go for this walk and then I go to this uh, forest passage, let's say. And then I come back and then it's my break between work and and then my private life, let's say. So um, mm-hmm. so this is what I've done. And even sometimes uh, what I've done as well, sometimes I've included, after reading Deep Work, I've included a topic to think about, for example, if I want to or if I have something I need to figure out, whatever, something for work maybe or something even for the podcast or uh, some situation, some some situation I'm dealing with. To say, okay, look, I'm going to take those 35 minutes because it's some time I have to myself without phone. And then I will pick a topic and I I will think about it. Or sometimes, I mean, it's most of the times it's without a goal and then things come to you. You know, that idea under the shower. Sometimes it's the idea while mm-hmm. you walk in the forest. So uh, I can say it's, it's been beneficial uh, for me as well. I think it I think it has helped me in ways I don't understand yet, but still it, mm. I think it has been uh, helpful as well uh, to me. And Valerie, um, of course, we are here on the Johnny Talks podcast, so Money yeah. Talks. So how is that all connected to money? I mean, we talk about, of course, getting uh, healthy habits, improving our wellness, and of course, your uh, physical health is important, your mental health is important. Mm-hmm. And how how does finances, uh, your finances play a role into that? Well, you know, as I mentioned before, a large percentage of us are facing stress during this pandemic, mm-hmm. financial stress, especially because, you know, for many, our salaries were affected or some people lost jobs, many people lost jobs. And it's really important to be mindful of that. I think that Um, you know, if we're not taking care of our physical and mental health, then it's going to be even harder to deal with the stress of the Mm -hmm. pandemic and the stress of possibly losing a job or having changes in our income. Or even for those who didn't experience a change in income, I was very fortunate working in the banking industry as an essential industry. We managed to do okay. The scope of my role changed a little bit, but my salary did not. But I think most of us experienced a change in how we were spending our money. So for me, in a community relations role, normally I'm driving all around town all the time, go, go, go. 
and putting a lot of miles on the car. And suddenly my expenses toward my transportation were a lot lower. Mm -hmm. Expenses toward certain social activities were a lot lower. But you know, there's, there's always something making up for it. Right. And so being at home a lot more, you're spending a lot more, I think on utilities with being there, you might have to upgrade certain things. If you're going to be working from home, if your office does not equip you with those things. And for those who are raising, you know, raising children who had to be homeschooled during this time, you may have needed to invest in other technology or maybe streaming services to keep them a little busy while working from home and homeschooling and, you know, doing all of the things in one place. And that can be really stressful as well. And so taking care of our physical and mental health is so important because it will help us to better deal with that stress in terms of, uh, you know, our finances. And it will allow us to make better decisions around our finances. And so with a clear mind, you can then take a look at that budget and, you know, think of thinking about that budget in terms of, you know, more of a living, breathing document, or if you have it on an app or what have you, I refer to it as a document. But for most of us, it's not a printed out sheet of paper. But with your improved mental and physical health, you mm -hmm. have that clearer mind to then evaluate your budget and think about where you can shift and reallocate money, where you can cut back if you need to cut back, um, you know, where maybe you need to put a little bit more toward that emergency fund, um, you know, things like that. I think that's really, really important. I think also having a clear head because during times of uncertainty, like a pandemic, um, natural disasters as well, really any stressful time where it's maybe globally stressful scammers out there are more likely to prey on our sense of distraction, our sense of fear. And so with a clearer mind, you are better equipped to protect yourself from identity theft and from financial scams that are out there. And those have certainly been running rampant during the pandemic. I know that um, the, the credit bureaus were extending the amount of time that you could get free credit reports. So they were allowing free credit reports from each credit bureau one time a week for about a year um, just because it was running so rampant. And so by taking care of your mental health, you're able to better focus on making those positive financial decisions and keeping an eye on your credit and making sure that everything is going to plan. So I really do think that is so important. Mm -hmm. Yeah, indeed. And, and what would you say to, um, I see the point, huh? So it's, yeah, by being more calm, more prepared, clear headed, mm -hmm. as you say, you make better decisions. I think that speaks for itself and it totally makes mm -hmm. sense with what we discussed before. But what if somebody says, look, um, I'm making the, the changes, the, the budget adjustments, etc. But still, I'm working in the airline industry. My job is at uh, is at risk. So, making all those changes, I mean, will not change the fact that this person might be jobless, or mm -hmm. might uh, need to to look for something else. What would you say, or what? Yeah, what tips do you have for such um, for for this person? Well, I think that hits very close to home. My mm -hmm. my father is actually a former airline pilot who um, thankfully was able to take an early retirement during the pandemic. But, you know, he saw many of his, you know, his coworkers lose employment or go out on furlough. So that's certainly something that unfortunately we have seen a lot of. I think 
having a relationship with a financial professional that you trust is really important, especially right now. If you don't have a relationship with someone in your bank or credit union, and I'm very biased toward credit unions, obviously working in the industry, but really any financial professional that you can work with to help you realign and really to walk you through what changes need to be made. Because I think you can be doing everything right when it comes to wellness, but you're right. If you're not, and and you could be even adjusting that budget, but there are still things that maybe need to be done on a higher level. And I think really working with that professional to walk you through it is going to be really important. I do think that going through a job loss or job change can be really stressful. And it may also make sense to pursue mental help as well. So talking to a mental health professional, if that's something that um, that you have access to, if you're able to afford that type of care, I think that that can really serve you in a lot of ways. But I think first and foremost, talking to a financial professional about your particular situation and seeing what they can do to help you through and kind of readjusting from there. I do think that a lot of these industries are going to bounce back, but I know that that is going to take a lot of time. So um, that is unfortunate, but I think finding that professional that you trust, if you don't trust someone at your current financial institution, that may be also the time to, you know, shop around a little bit. Yes, exactly. And um, and as well, I mean, if you are in a good place, uh, I think it's something you, you value as well, or you, you mentioned on, on your website and on your, on your podcast, is looking at wellness from a place of... Um, of love or not, not love, mm-hmm. but uh, from a place of comfort or mm-hmm. a, a not from a place of scarcity kind of. So yeah. if you implement a few of those tips that we talked about, walking in nature, doing breathing exercises in times of stress, etc., maybe you will be more, uh, yeah, more comfortable looking at other opportunities, maybe looking at clear headed at your CV or uh, thinking mm-hmm. about uh, looking at uh, improving some, developing some skills in some areas. I don't know. There's a ton of ways to look at it. If you're well physically, mentally, it will make it easier. It will not make it easy. It will make it easier, mm-hmm. <laughs> let's say, I think. Absolutely. Because you're right. I think all of those changes, you know, none of us could predict, I think, that a pandemic was going to completely shake our world. Even mm-hmm. a year ago, you know, we had been, you know, experiencing the pandemic. We were home from work, but I don't think any of us realized how long this was going to go, how many people would lose their jobs, how many people would lose their lives. And we certainly did not have control over that. But being able to, you know, I'm glad you mentioned approach our wellness, approach our physical and mental wellness from a place of love rather than restriction, scarcity, punishment it does put us in a better mindset to handle it because the setbacks are going to happen no matter how prepared we are, but how we handle them is going to make all the difference. And I do see that as a struggle that people have when we think about our health and wellness. I think we default right away to fitness and exercise and, you know, our our physical wellness. And we think, you know, if you're not wearing a certain size clothing or um, don't have that six pack or aren't eating 100% perfectly all the time. And, you know, I say perfectly in quotations, because (laughs) I I do believe in bio individuality, too, and that um, what works for my body might not work for somebody else's. But 
we do approach it from that place of punishment of, oh my goodness, I did not put all this time into the gym today mm-hmm. and yeah. I'm a failure. And, and that's really not true. And I think when we can approach it from a place of love and thinking of it more in terms of, I am going to be able to focus better at work and focus better on putting together my CV, my resume, um, get through an interview with potential new opportunity it's going to get you through a lot easier and really thinking about how it's going to serve your future self rather than, you know, a short term goal of trying to look a certain way. Well, you know, we may have those goals and there's nothing wrong with that. But, you know, really approaching it from that positive place, because, again, we are going to experience those setbacks. It is unfortunate, but the better equipped we are to handle it, you know. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> And uh, Valerie, then I have a last question for you. So we talk a lot about the the pandemic and and I'm wondering what changes you made uh, to improve your wellness, to keep a a healthy mind. What what, uh, changes did you make since uh, one year now? That's a great question. Um, Well, one thing that I actually had done right before the pandemic, I had decided to choose a word of the year for the year of 2020. And Mm -hmm. To give a little bit of background, working in community engagement, as I had kind of hinted before, I was very go, go, go. And I would fill up my calendar as much as possible. And I loved a lot of what I was doing, but I was so burned out by the end of it. And I was starting to question, am I filling my calendar for the sake of filling my calendar, right? And so my goal for the next year had been to really only say yes to something if A, I absolutely had to do it, or B, it was something that I really felt would serve me with something that, you know, maybe I was going to an event where there was a speaker I was really passionate about, or there were people I really wanted to see, rather than just, well, it sounds good, let me just put it on my calendar, I'm free, and to be more intentional about what mm-hmm. I was doing. Yeah. And then in March... I was forced to do that because suddenly, (laughs) you know, all of these events were shut down. Maybe some of them went digital, some didn't. And that was a really big time for me to reflect on what was serving me and what wasn't and to realize that um, I'm involved on a lot of community boards and thinking about which ones I still wanted to have that involvement with and which ones were kind of going through the motions. With that came that meditation and mindfulness. That was something that I've kind of gone in waves with. I don't always, I would start a meditation practice, but then, you know, as I kind of said before, I would maybe fall asleep in the middle of a (laughs) longer meditation passage and would kind of give up on it. And so then I found, you know, as I started the podcast and I had so many guests come on and suggest whether it was meditation or some form of mindfulness where, um, there, there's a, there's a technique called, um, grounding where it kind of brings you back into your body. And this is another really good one I suggest when you're in that fight or flight response is to focus on your senses. And so to think about, you know, say five things that you can hear in the moment or three things that you can see or really what have you focusing on whatever sense makes sense, I guess, for Mm -hmm. you in that particular moment. And so suddenly doing, you know, those, those grounding techniques or doing the breathing techniques that I was learning about, those were really helping me through when the situations were stressful So I think really focusing inward was something that I had not slowed down to do in a very long time. And 
while I was kind of forced to do that this time around, I'm, I'm really glad that I did because I think coming out of the pandemic and now being vaccinated and seeing that um, I will be going back to work in person pretty soon. I think that I'm in a better mindset to go back to that and to make mm -hmm. better choices around what I'm going to do so I can bring my best self to everything that I am doing. So I think that would be one. And then consistent exercise. I started kickboxing in the pandemic and I was doing all of that from home. I had to stop going to my gym that so, I was so going what, to. So what are you hitting then? <laughs> <laughs> just, just the air. I don't have any equipment <laughs> or anything like that. Um, I joke that nobody should follow me into an alley. Um, <laughs> I'm still, I'm five foot two and a half, so it wouldn't be the, you know, I'm still maybe not the most equipped, but doing an exercise that I had really never experimented with before that made me feel really good. It really helped me with my stress. You get really out of breath. I felt stronger than I had in a very long time. And now that, now that I'm finally, my arm is feeling better after my shot last week. Um, I'm very excited to be getting back into it. And so I would say really consistent exercise and that mindfulness and, um, yeah, really focusing on what's actually bringing me joy rather than, doing things for the sake of doing them and to fill up my plate. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Excellent. Excellent. So Valerie, thank you um, for sharing your tips with us, for sharing your story with us. And uh, I think it's quite interesting to the way you try to integrate all of these elements into your life in, in a busy schedule, actually, and, and that you are as well for yourself then at the end more intentional towards what you want to do and how you want to spend your time. I think this all plays a role because if you're over busy in the end, you're not, uh, you cannot deliver your quality as much as you want and you, you might uh, suffer from a scattered brain, etc. And uh, your attention might not be as well present in every moment. So no, thank you for sharing all that. And before we close Valerie, as you may know, we always have our three quick fire questions. So are you ready? I am ready. I love a good quick fire. Perfect. Perfect. So um, the number one question is, um, what has been your best investment so far? I think investing in my education has been my number one. Um, nobody can walk away with my degree. And yeah, putting that time into my professional development and into my education. Okay, very good. And then uh, second one is, um, is there a book that you can uh, recommend to anyone? It can be linked to wellness or finances. Yeah, please take your pick. <laughs> so this changes probably on a daily basis. I am a voracious reader. Oh, um, good. <laughs> thanks. Um, right now, I would probably say, and this is the one I always come back to, is The Happiness Project by Gretchen Rubin. She went on, basically she found that she, while she wasn't experiencing overall depression, she wasn't as happy as she wanted to be in her daily life. So every month she chose a different theme surrounding happiness and she used research backed techniques basically to try to improve her overall happiness. So one month she focused on relationships, another month she focused on her physical activity and career and things like that. And she took different approaches every month. They were small changes and she wrote about kind of what stuck and what didn't. Mm -hmm. And I just really love her approach. I think oftentimes those personal development books can be a little esoteric and they, they task us with really looking inward and looking within ourselves to find 
um, you know, what makes us happy. And I think that's great, but they don't always provide those concrete steps. And so what I really love with the happiness project is she provides so many different research backed ways that, people have pursued happiness over the years and, you know, you can kind of try them out, see what fits for you and what doesn't. And she hosts a podcast and has written other books since then on happiness and habit change. And so Gretchen Rubin, really anything by Gretchen Rubin, but especially the happiness project would be my number one. Mm -hmm. Okay. I like this approach of trying and testing things out. And then if it doesn't work out, yeah, you can uh, change them or, yeah, see what works for you. Yeah, like that. And then, uh, Valerie, what's um, a purchase you can recommend for under $100 or the best purchase you can recommend under $100? This is such a great question. I would have to say kind of in line with our conversation today, mm -hmm. my best pandemic purchase I made about a year ago, I got new Adirondack chairs. They were really cheap for my porch. Um, just to spend a little bit more time outside. I had very uncomfortable chairs that I had inherited from a roommate years ago. And I'm someone that if it's not broken, I won't get rid of it. And I finally invested in some comfortable chairs okay. to put on my patio, sit outside, and I will sit outside with a book. And it made the social distancing so much easier because I could have people sit outside. But um, just being able to get a little bit of that sunlight for the same things I might be doing indoors. Okay, I didn't expect uh, we would uh, talk about chairs, but it yeah. all, it all makes sense. And uh, now I like to 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 hear those unconventional ones or unheard of um, great purchases. Okay, thank you for that. And uh, Valerie, <laughs> and uh, Valerie, um, of course, the listeners can find you on your podcast, um, Wellness and Wanderlust, your website as well. Where else can they find you? Absolutely. They can find me on Instagram at wellness and wanderlust blog and on Facebook there as well. They can do wellness and wanderlust blog as the, as the handle or facebook.com slash wellness and wanderlust blog. I'm at Moses underscore says on Twitter and yes, on, um, on my blog is wellness and wanderlust.net. And of course we're on all of the platforms for podcasting. And so I, I definitely hope to have some of your listeners come join us one day. And thank you so much for having me on and for inviting me to share my story with you all today. Yeah, thank you, Valerie. I will link all your information in, um, in the show notes. And uh, yeah, thank you again. It was a pleasure to have you on. Thank you. I hope that you enjoyed this episode and that you learned something from it. And if you found it useful, please make sure you share it with a friend, or you can also rate the show in your favorite podcast app, this will help the show to grow. So if you do so, thank you very much. And now, before we close off, let's go through the key takeaways for today. Number one, wellness includes mental health, which plays a big role, physical body, and spiritual wellness. Number two, no, you do not have to wake up at 5 a.m. every day to go through your routine. Try to get some form of wellness in a small bite-sized approach throughout your day instead. Here are a few examples. You can practice breathing or grounding techniques to overcome stress. Regarding gratitude, you can list three things that you're grateful for every day, every morning or every evening. Try to get outside and if possible in the morning. It can even be a parking lot, but nature will be better. And actually it's even more important now since we're all working from home, it's really good to get that fresh air and that sunlight, it really helps. And the great thing with all these tips is that they do not take much time out of your day. Number three, 
How are wellness and mental health connected to your finances? Well, with the pandemic came uncertainty and stress with your finances. So keeping a stronger mental health will definitely help you make better decisions. For example, to deal better with the budget changes, the budget adjustments you had to make. You will be better equipped against scammers if you have a good foundation for yourself. And then with regards to job loss or job changes that you might have faced, these are difficult situations. So what Valerie said is to work with a financial advisor or a financial professional and or a mental health professional. This is not accessible to everyone. I think in Europe we don't even have proper financial advisors. But yeah, try to find a support group that can help you through these times. One important factor is to approach wellness from a positive place, a place of love, and not from a place of restriction. And then last but not least for today, what Valerie has done to cope with a difficult situation is to be more intentional in general with her time. So she does not fill up her plate so much with all sorts of activities. And she also got more physically active by kicking some air and uh, as well relax on a chair outside with a good book. So that was it for today. Thank you so much for listening. It really means a lot to me. Make sure you subscribe in Apple Podcast. And of course, please do not hesitate to contact me. If you have any questions or feedback, send me an email, john at johnnytalks.com or connect through social media at johnnytalks on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. And amigos, once more, thanks so much for listening and I'll speak to you next time.